Fantastic. Come on, let's give Jesus Christ a huge hand of praise tonight. Come on, lift up his name. He is awesome. Fantastic. You may be seated. Well, I've asked Romeo to stay up here with me tonight. <laughs> Didn't he do a great job last night? He's such a... Where, where is she sitting tonight, Romeo? Where, where is she? Fantastic. What's your name, by the way? I forgot. Danella. Not Juliet, Danella. Okay. Beautiful. Hey, just before we start, I, I want to pray for all the musicians and all the worship leaders here. You guys are blessed. I, I know some of the awakened musicians and they are unbelievable musicians. You know, one of my favourite musos, and, and not, to, not to pick him out, but is Chris who's sitting right at the back and his lovely wife. Wow. I, I, some of you guys, you're amazing. You know, um, when I was a teenager um, and, and I, I was struggling, it was actually through anointed songwriters like Andre Crouch. That's how old I am. Who remembers, who, who remembers Andre Crouch? Wow. Carnegie Hall through it all. And... Um, Keith Green. Wow, that 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 got me through. Sometimes I I I wasn't I wasn't I didn't know how to get into my Bible. I've got to be honest with you. It was too it just seemed complicated. But God used music and those anointed lyrics to reach my heart. And uh, then when we went to Bible college. I started a band called Nikki and the Boys. It's a true story. And uh, my wife fell in love with me when I was in Nikki and the Boys. She's here tonight. Well, why don't we... Can I get her to stand for you to meet her? Why don't you just... She's going to hate me for this. Take, take off your mask so everybody can see you. She's a great muso. And uh, she's... Not that far behind me in age. She doesn't look it. And uh, w when she first saw me, I used to look like John Travolta. <laughs> now I'm starting to look like George from Seinfeld. <laughs> but we've been married 40 years next year. And uh, um, she's been such an incredible blessing. She's an incredible teacher. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I love just listening to her teach. Um, but I, I believe there's something really uh, on Canberra in this region for worship leaders, musicians. I, I was just sitting there, John. I don't know if this is possible, but it would be incredible if there was a, an album or a few songs that came out of Revival Week that you could bless the world with. Wouldn't that be great? But, I, but I'd like every worship leader, singer, musician to stand. Would you do that right now for me? Would you stand? We're going to pray for you if that's all right. Um, 
there's something powerful that happens. And I'm believing that um, people will be healed during worship services. Chains will be broken. People that have uh, addictions, they'll just fall away. (laughs) There's something powerful about the anointing of the Holy Spirit that comes through these musicians. How come you guys aren't standing? Tom, you should be standing with your lovely wife. Gosh, you're so anointed. We're going to pray for them, all right? Is that okay? You are absolutely blessed. This region has got incredible musicians. But I want to encourage you guys that are musos and singers and songwriters um, that, you know, when God, when you begin to play, there's an anointing that comes upon you and it does break the yoke. Brings in the presence of God, and I tell you, lifts, lifts people up. So come on, lift your hands towards heaven. Once you extend your hands toward them, Holy Spirit, come right now, and let there be a, a fresh anointing upon these musicians. Father, I thank you that they are anointed by you. Not just their talent, Lord. They bring something different than what the secular world does because, Lord, they carry your spirit, your anointing that brings breakthrough, that brings healing, that brings wholeness. Father, that brings the breaking of addictions. Father, I thank you right now that, Lord, miracles are going to happen during worship services. Father, I pray that you would give them a greater faith to believe for more to believe for more that Lord when they begin to sing and they begin to declare the word of the Lord the Father things shift in the heavenlies things begin to shift in the heavenlies Father we thank you for that tonight Father let new songs be written anointed songs songs that will penetrate the heart will be just like your word that's alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword and divides between the soul and the spirit, lifting people. Father, I thank you for that. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give God a hand of praise. And um, You know, I, I, um, I'm, I'm so thankful for anointed musicians and, and you know, as a prophetic ministry, Uh, I know what it does to me. It just uh, keeps me in tune with the Holy Spirit. And as much as I joke joke about Romeo over here, I really do appreciate him. That's the name I'm giving him anyway. So, um, yeah. So, Hamish, I just want to thank you for being very gracious because I think you were supposed to be playing or something like that. And uh, I just want to thank you for being gracious and also for being flexible and I was thinking about you today, and uh, I, I just want to encourage you. Is that all right? Now, I've, it's funny because I, I, the word I've got for you, um, I'm going to get someone else to also be part of that word. Is it all right? Um, I was speaking to you, Geordie, last night. <laughs> and if, if some of you want to take a hold, sometimes what happens... When you bring the word of the Lord, something happens in your heart. You feel, gee, I feel something on that for me. If you feel that while I'm giving this word to Hamish um, and to Geordie, do you two know each other, by the way? 
Are you friends? Good friends? Good. Do you do anything together? Oh, good. Okay. Are you on the worship team together? Oh, good. That's awesome. All right. I'd like you to catch up a little bit more, actually. This will maybe help you. So I want you to come over here, Geordie, because we, we had a conversation last night. I was, so, I was so proud of you because you responded to a word, a word of knowledge and you said, look, I, 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 I think that was also for me. So, yeah, that's good. You, you good? Yeah. Yeah. God's presence on you. That's awesome. So... Um, I'm going to declare this to you, but I want you to grab a hold of it. Now, as I'm giving this, if you feel like, you know what, I want to grab a hold of this, you stand to your feet. Is that all right? Is that okay? So you're in, a, you're in a season of preparation. You're in a season of consecration. The next five years, the next three to five years are really important. Now, I think you're 25. You're going to be 30 in five years' time. That is not old. That's half my age. And um, when, when some things are going to come together at the age of 30, it's like jigsaw pieces that have been everywhere. They're going to come together, right? <coughs> but you, you're in a, a really important season <coughs> of preparation. Actually, the way you prepare um, is, is really important about your future. And, um, you know, prophetic ministries, according to Ephesians 4.11, they don't just you know, encourage and comfort. That they can actually agitate. I, I hate that part of it. They're like a pebble in a shoe. And sometimes I go into situations and people get agitated with me. And I'm thinking, I want to be loved. I don't mean, you know, my wife says, don't bring that gift into the home. <laughs> that gift of agitation. Um, sometimes prophetic ministries bring strategy. And I want to bring strategy to you both tonight. And that is this, is that um, I, I want you to, for the next three months, but even beyond that, to speak in tongues for at least 15 minutes a day. Okay, is that all right? 15 minutes a day. Um, uh, I actually have gone back to uh, my prayer life uh, because of what I've got coming up. You can sense God's presence on you, can't you? Something's happening in you. You're, a, you're going to be a surprise package, my friend. You're a, there's, there's more in you than meets the eye. But you've got to unlock it. It's beyond the emotion. So when you speak in tongues, it goes into the air of the spirit. And if you're going to, if you're going to unlock what God's got in you, and as I'm saying this to him, I'm saying it to you, do you know what I mean? You've got to... Do you know what I mean? Begin to speak in tongues. Now, I'd like that to increase, but at least for the next three months. All right? Speak in tongues. You too. Because you've got to get above the emotion. All right? Now, here's the other thing I need you to do. Is I need you to get into the Word. See, the, the Spirit of God breathes, but you need to build. Have you ever done Word studies? No, no, what you do is a word study is you uh, get a word like, say, love, and you find five scriptures in the Bible about love. Right? I want you to do one of those a month. That's only 12 a year. Right? And then I want you to do um, a character study, 
once a month. A character study is that you get a piece of paper and you draw a line down the middle, you read about a character and you put the negatives and the positives about that person. You will learn a lot about yourself. Man, will you learn a lot about yourself. Uh, when you do Jesus as, as a character study, there will be no negative frame. All right? Joseph's a little bit like that. Daniel's a bit hard to do. Uh, but boy, oh boy, do a, do a character study on Abraham. Do a character study on Noah. Do a character study on the Apostle Paul. If you do once a month, you're going to be digging the well of your life and the deposit and something is going to break over you. Next three to five years are really, really important. Same for you. Is that all right? Now, who else would like to take that word on board? Anybody else? Or is it just these two? Just these two. That's fine. Oh, over here. Beautiful. And can you catch up with each other? Yeah. Keep, <laughs> oh, you're going to do that? Let's catch up. Keep, keep yourselves accountable. Uh, I, I think that's going to be absolutely fantastic. All right? Would you do that too? And um, I know who you are. And um, something will shift. Something will shift. If you want things to shift over your life, let me tell you that the speaking in tongues is not to get goosebumps on your goosebumps. There's something that happens in the spiritual realm. Now, let me tell you, when you start doing this, because I, I do it at home, I've got a corridor and I walk up and down. Let me tell you, all the distractions under the sun are going to come. The refrigerator is going to call you. Say, there's food in there. Come and eat me. Uh, the phone's going to ring. The TV's going to come. But if you begin to do that, and, I, and, I, and you've got to do it for three months, but then I pray that it becomes part of your, your everyday life. If you do that, something is going to come really deep within you. Can, can I encourage you to do that? Uh, I, I have been... Give these people a big hand. God bless you. I've been... Um, I've gone back um, to praying in tongues for at least half an hour a day. And, and, I, and I, went, I went off of it. And I noticed some things begin to just creep in and I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, if you're going to stay on the cutting edge of my spirit, then you need to get into the spirit. And I, I want to encourage you tonight, if you want things to shift, particularly those of you that are preachers and leaders, uh, if you want things to break in the atmosphere, uh, you've you got to be above it, do you know? And um, I know for me there's some things that are coming up and that I, I just need to be in that, in that realm. Is that all right? Okay, let's give God a hand of praise. Now tonight... <clears throat> tonight... Um, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit's invitation. This is a supernatural conference. And um, I want to talk to a young generation, but I also want to talk to all the generations. I believe there's a new Holy Spirit visitation and invitation to a new generation of leaders. I was so thrilled to see all these young people out here. Did you know that God is looking for the new Davids, the new giant killers. God is looking for the new Daniels. 
You know, Daniel had influence over four kings. It's interesting that you're in Canberra. In a sense, he, he had a, a, a spiritual influence that influenced political arenas. God's looking for the new Josephs. These were young men. When David killed a giant, he was only 17. The, the, the Holy Spirit is looking for a whole, a whole new generation of leaders that will emerge. And they're right here tonight in front of us. He's looking for the, and, and girls, it's not just for the guys, God's looking for the new Esthers. God's looking for the new Ruths that was faithful and uncompromised and sacrificed. God's looking for the new Deborahs. Deborah was a deliverer. Read the, the book of Judges. God's looking for the new Lydia's, a woman of strategic purpose. And I want to speak to your generation tonight, but I also want to speak to a generation. I believe there's a new visitation of the Holy Spirit to the generations that have known the Holy Spirit, have been filled with the Holy Spirit, but they need renewal. They need restoring. They need refilling. They need to be repurposed. Now, I was 11 years old when I was saved and baptised in the Holy Spirit. My wife was eight. And um, my mother got radically saved when I was five years old. And uh, she came from a, from a spiritualist background. In other words, she was open. Her parents were open to anything spiritual. Uh, I say to people that Australia is a very spiritual nation. They said, no, it's not. I said, yes, it is. We're open to everything. We're not a godly nation. We're a spiritual nation. And spirituality is amoral. And um, but she got radically saved. My father's cousin began to witness to her. And mum had some real spiritual deep issues. And she... She started going to church and got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And then she could not get enough of God. She would drag me to every jolly meeting. And I used to hate it. And uh, we used to have to catch two buses into the city. And uh, then she started at the age of 11. She dragged me to these tarry meetings. How many of you remember the tarry meetings? You know, the, who, who's old enough here? That if you know Andre Crouch, you know about tarry meetings. And you went to these meetings and all the pastor did, he, he spoke for about 10 minutes on the Holy Spirit and, and then he would um, begin to pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. The safest place to sit was on the front row because everybody would be kneeling and it was the safest place because he would go up and down but hardly ever come to the front. And so I would kneel like this so that he couldn't see me. And there was four of, us, four of us. It was an Italian church. I was saved in an Italian church. There was Silvano, Mario, Frank, and me. <laughs> you think I'm making this up. There was the four of us. And Silvano was this incredible joke teller. He used to tell these incredible jokes. And he told us this joke, and I started laughing my head off, and I made this drastic mistake that, I'm laughing, I put my head up just as the pastor turned around and he saw me and I thought, oh, and he made a beeline straight for me and I thought, oh no, I'm done, I'm done. 
And what's worse, he's going to tell my mother. And let me tell you, there's nothing like an Italian mother to be scolded that can scold you. John knows my mother. Actually, if you come to, to um, Adelaide, you, you must, I must take you in to see it. And, um, and so what happened, he made a beeline for me. And I thought that he was going to rebuke me. I thought he was going to get stuck into me. You know, if he had done that, I would have shut my heart. The Bible says it's the love of Christ that leads us to repentance. He, he, was, he, was, he, was a, he was an apostolic father before his time. He, was, he had this huge fathering heart. And he just made this beeline for me. It was like he was on a mission. It's like God directed him straight to me. I, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Had such an impact on my life. And he began to tell me about the love of Jesus. He said, you know, Nick, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Jesus has got a purpose for your life. And, and, and I'm just listening here. and I, 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 It was like the, the, you talk about the wonder of God. I, I felt the presence of God. Like I'd, I'd never felt anything like it. And then he, he lays hands on me, begins to pray for me, and he begins to prophesy. Now, we were a city church. Little did I know that one day I'd pastor in a city church. It's like he saw beyond the years of my life. And then, as he walks off, I begin to weep like a baby. Don't tell me that young children, because I was only a child, don't know about the love of Jesus and don't know about repentance. I just started repenting. And all of a sudden I start speaking in this other language. It just flowed out, it just gushed out of me. And then I laid hands on Silvano because he was the real sinner. I mean, he, he's telling jokes in church. He got filled with the Holy Spirit and then Mario did and then Frank did. And all of a sudden, these four young kids who came to this church, all of a sudden, it turned into 30 kids coming to church. We just Because when the Holy Spirit, it's like a fire. I remember that night because what happened is I felt this lightness. I, I, I felt so light and I felt so loved and I felt so secure and it was my first encounter with the Holy Spirit. Now, do you know, I've been walking with the Holy Spirit since I was 11 years old. I received Jesus as my saviour, but something dramatic happened to me when I was 19. Because when I was 11, I accepted Jesus as my saviour, but it wasn't until I was 19 that I accepted him as Lord. And there's a big difference. <laughs> See, we love the saviour. We love all the benefits. But until you surrender to the lordship of Jesus Christ, you will never connect with the purpose of God for your life. There are people sitting in church and, and, and they have this relationship with Jesus, but they're going, well, I don't know what God's will is. And, and it could be that's because you've never surrendered your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And I remember being in this meeting. I was a happy boy. I was sitting next to my girlfriend. It wasn't my wife. And everything was cool. I'm happy. I've only had two girlfriends. 
<coughs> she was the right one, the second one. And uh, the <coughs> I can't remember the preaching, but I remember the altar call. This pastor said, if you haven't given your life to Jesus as Lord, I want you to stand up. Then he did something that absolutely messed with my head. Because I've never seen anybody do this. He said, if you don't mean it, because it's going to cost you your life, sit down. I, I'm, I want to get more people up. I want to be popular. Yeah, sit down. Do you know, my heart was, again, it was one of those encounters, my heart, I just, I stayed up. I said, no, Lord. I, he says, this means that you will follow the Lordship of Jesus Christ and surrender your life to him. Do you know, I, I stayed up, I left, and I was really happy. You know, the next week, my girlfriend dropped me. I thought, this isn't supposed to happen. Everything went wrong. Boy, I was tested. Can I say this? There's a generation that the Holy Spirit is hovering and he's looking for a new generation of leaders. He's looking for new apostolic, prophetic, evangelists, pastors and teachers. And it's in this age group. That's who he's looking for. And they're there. And the Holy Spirit is... Is hovering and tonight at the end of this meeting we're going to pray for young people to receive the Holy Spirit but also to the surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ I want you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3 because I want to show you something that is quite scary I'm going to get you to stop a minute Romeo is that alright because I just need to concentrate on a few things and you're drawing me into being prophetic and prophesying over people. So just hang in there, bro. Listen to this. The boy Samuel. Now Samuel was a miracle child. His mother Hannah was barren. And she was one of the people that cried out to God and said, God, if you give me a child, I will give him to you. He was about seven years old when he was weaned off of her and she gave him to Eli to bring him up in the house of the Lord. Amazing thing is that she had seven other children. You can never outgive God. What an incredible vow she made. And listen now, she's, he is in the house of Eli. Eli was a prophet. He was the voice of the Lord. It says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli... But in those days, the word of the Lord was, was rare. There were not too many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, there's something profound in that because he had lost vision and he'd lost purpose for the things of God. And he was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. 
Again, the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord came. The Lord called Samuel a third time and Samuel got up and went to Eli and he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realised that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down and if he calls you again, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place and the Lord called him again, as you know. Here, here's, my, here's my thoughts on this. Could it be that we're raising up a generation that knows how to do the temple duties but don't know the voice of the Lord? Are we raising up a generation and as I travel churches and I've watched it over the last two decades, uh, something that has become very, very alarming that somehow we've ushered the move of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit out of the church. Not this church because you wouldn't be holding these conferences if you didn't believe in the Holy Spirit. But I, I tell you something, we could be raising up, they're, they're raising up churches in, in Melbourne that don't even believe in the Holy Spirit. And there's a generation, this is the danger, there's a generation that we could be raising up that, you know, they know how to do all the temple duties, they know how to do things and things like that, but they don't really know the voice. And can I say this? It's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's our fault. Because we are the Eli's that should be teaching them about the voice of the Lord. And, you know, I'm, I'm committed that, you know, in, in my repurposing of what God's doing in my life is to teach this generation about hearing the voice of God, about being led by the Spirit of God about moving in the gifts of the Spirit. But we have to help them. Because I want to tell you something. I love young people. You know, there's so much said about them. You know, they're this, they're that. I want to tell you, I've never seen such passionate young people in my life. You look at all the causes that are coming up. Who's heading, the, who's heading it? These young people. And you know what? Because when there's a vacuum, then people take alternatives and there's a generation of young people that have a vacuum of spiritual understanding about their heritage and who God is and there has been left a vacuum and they're seeking alternatives I want to tell you some of these kids are revolutionists you want to start a revolution get filled with the Holy Spirit get filled with the Holy Spirit and so young people I want to encourage you tonight let me tell you this you know, I, I've been married for 40 years. She's gone. Where did she go? She's raptured already. Well, I can say this now because she's, you can come back in now. It's all right. She's not coming back in. She's, no, I'm not going to come back in. Do you know, I've been married 40 years. And if you were to put 20 ladies and my wife in part of that lineup and blindfolded me, and I went to every lady and she spoke, I'd know her voice. I don't just know her voice, I know her look. You know what I'm talking about, John. 
That's why sometimes I don't like her travelling with me because she gives me the look. <laughs> it's like, hurry up, you're waffling, just get to the point. <laughs> I even know her touch. Did you know, just as we've got nat- five natural senses, did you know the Holy Spirit can speak to you through those five natural senses? Mostly he speaks to us through our eye gate and ear gate. In the 1980s, there was a revolution that happened through what we now call music television, MTV. They put the two strongest gateways of taking in information, the eye gate and the ear gate together. Once they put them together, the visual and the audio together, sales went through the roof. Do you know you have spiritual eyes and spiritual ears? And God wants to speak to you. And because I have been walking with the Holy Spirit, for me it's very natural to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. He speaks to me all the time. Sometimes he interrupts me while I'm preaching. I wish he wouldn't. But I want to encourage you young people tonight that, you know, to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit, he wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you at so many different times of your life. Do you know, I, uh, John chapter 10 verse 4 says, my sheep know my voice. And I believe that God, in your journey, even though you're very young, let me tell you, Hamish, God is going to speak to you even more clearer. As you do those word studies, as you do those character studies, he speaks through the word. But he speaks to us. And, you know, I don't know how many times uh, I remember being in the UK speaking to this, this auditorium of over 500 people. And I'm telling the story. And as I'm telling the story uh, about this couple uh, that the husband, and I can tell the story because it's got a good ending, but the husband had had an affair. And the pain that happened to this lady was incredible. And I'm telling the stories, and as I'm telling the story, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me about this lady who's in the back row. And he says, I want you to stand her up. And I'm there, excuse me, I'm trying to preach, can you just butt out? And I'm telling the story about how the incredible things that God does, how this couple... The enemy just got in and they had the call of God in their life. He had an affair. But miraculously, God called them together. And the Holy Spirit's just at me. You've got to get this girl up. And eventually I gave up because I couldn't concentrate. I got her up and I said, you know, I said, lady, I, I, I don't know what's going on in your life, but God does. And I want you to know that he's got everything under control. Little Now, the pastor is sitting at the front. He's shaking his head. And I'm going, I've stepped into something I'm not aware of what I've quite stepped into. And what I didn't know is I'm telling her story. Her husband had just left her three months ago and was having an affair. Had told the pastor, she's in damage control. She's in so much pain. But the end of the story is that he came back. I'm finishing the story saying... God brought this couple back together. Isn't that miraculous how God brings back people together? And they had to go through restoration and healing. You know, after the meeting, she comes up to the pastor. They came up and she goes, do you realise this is exactly what I've gone through? How the heck do you work that out? That's the Holy Spirit. And he wants to speak to us because he wants to bring healing to people's lives. And so I began to just... 
say, you know, we're going to pray. I was coming back a year later. I said, I'm going to believe that when I come back, something's going to happen. You know, I went back a year later, her husband had come back to her. Come on, give God a hand of praise. I want to tell you. And, and that's because I, I heard the voice of the Spirit. In 2015, I was sitting in my office. And I tell you this, young people, because I want you to be excited about the Holy Spirit. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you on a daily basis. He wants to interrupt your world. I could tell you story after story after story. Incredible stories. And just like I know the voice of my wife, just like I know her touch, he interrupts me at the most incredible times. And it's not spooky. I know his voice. I'm sitting in my office. This is in 2015. And I had a great office. It was overlooking the car park. I could see how people come into church on a Sunday. It was a big office. And it was during the week. And I'm sitting there just doing, you know, administration stuff. And the whole, now, uh, if you ever came to that church, John did. It was an incredible area. And um, it had cafes. If you, ever, if you ever go to Bandura in Melbourne, incredible cafes. But the best thing about it, it had a DFO, direct factory outlet. I'm a shopper. Who's a shopper? My wife hates shopping. I do the shopping for her. And uh, the Holy Spirit nudges me and says, I want you to go to the DFO. I'm thinking, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm into this. I go get our, our uh, teaching pastor, Greg Murray, and said, hey, mate. I didn't tell him what had happened, but there's this urge, this, 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 the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me in my, in my heart, and it, and it was like there was this urgency to go. And um, so I, I head off, say to Greg, come. he didn't want to come. He goes, I'm too busy, Pastor. I said, I'm your boss. Let's go. <laughs> he goes, what are you looking for? And, you know, I, I, I actually wasn't looking for anything. If I'd bought another ch- shirt, my wife would have killed me. So I'm walking um, there, and, and I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know what I was looking for. Do you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit ain't going to tell you. He ain't going to give you all the pieces. He just wants you to be obedient. You just be obedient. Take the steps. He'll take you where you need to be. I've had to learn that. I've had to learn the walk of faith. Do you know when I step out in prophecy and sometimes in a meeting, God will interrupt me and say, I want you to speak to this person. I, I don't even know what the heck I'm going to say. I just step out in obedience. And then what happened is, so we're looking around. We go to different shops. We're having some conversations. Greg was really funny. He goes, you should be a chaplain. All these people are talking to you. I said, yeah, you know. And we get, we're coming around. There's like a, it's like a, sh- a horseshoe. And we're coming around to the end. And as I'm coming around to the end, we walk into this one shop. And this, this, this young man comes up. And he's really bright and and he looked Italian, you know, and that personality was coming out. He said, hey, mate, how are you? And we start mucking around and said, are you Italian? He goes, no, I'm Greek. I said, oh, well. <laughs> you nearly made it. You nearly got there. And um, he goes, um, oh, what are you guys doing? Are you shopping for something? I said, no, nah, we're just sort of hanging out. And he goes, where are you from? I said, oh, where? You know the church that's just across the car park? It's in such a strategic place. And he goes, the church? Yeah. I said, yeah, we're, we're, we're actually ministers. 
all of a sudden his countenance changed. He just, it's like a, a war went up. He goes, well, I'm, I'm not happy with God. I said, why is that? He said, because my mum had cancer. And she's the only one that really cared for me. And I prayed to God and he didn't, he didn't heal her. He was in so much pain. And all of a sudden I realised why I was there. And I always carry cards in my man bag. I said, buddy, I, I, you're really hurting. And I know things don't make sense, but look, here's my card. If you ever want to ring me, call me. Do you know, three days later, guess what happened? He called me. He saw me for two years. He used to come into work, and we had a policy at work that if ever unchurched people came into our church, we would interrupt our meetings because they were the highest priority. They were the highest priority. It's about people. Two years I saw Steve and uh, man, he was a tough cookie. He would throw curveballs at me but there's one thing he could not deny. He couldn't deny that God loved him. Do you know, I moved to Adelaide. He kept in touch with me. One day I'm preaching in Bendigo and I get this text. It was from Steve. He said, hey, Pastor Nick, guess where I am? I said, where, where are you going? Where, where are you? He goes, my mate is bringing me to the Planet Shakers Church. I said, really? He never came to one of my meetings. <laughs> he never came to hear me preach. But he was telling everybody I was his mentor. Is it possible that you can mentor people that are not yet Christians and help them on their journey to find Jesus Christ just by loving them? And I said, mate, that's, that's incredible. Cut a long story short, Steve's now given his life to Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I want to tell you, don't tell me the Holy Spirit doesn't speak. That wasn't a coincidence. That was because the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I didn't know where the heck I was going. Can I say, young people, that's what the Holy Spirit wants for you. Do you know the Holy Spirit wants to also lead you? Do you know that we, we, we don't have a career path? I believe that this supernatural conf conference has been started by the Holy Spirit. It was put on their heart. And I want to commend you guys for carrying it. <coughs> this wasn't just a good idea. This was to bring unity and revival to people. And I commend you for it. Could you give them a big hand for doing that? <laughs> Young people, the Holy Spirit wants to have an intimate relationship with you just like you'd have with a family member. He wants to speak to you deeply. But he also wants to lead you in 2005. My wife and I and my family, we were on long service leave. Long service leave doesn't happen yet anywhere in the world but Australia, I think. You get 12 weeks off. Are you kidding? They're paid. And I'm taking them to Europe 
to England because I was doing so much ministry in Europe. And then we were going to visit my family in Italy. They'd never seen my family. My wife's an Aussie. And we're going through this city called Bristol. We're just, we're just driving through it. And all of a sudden, we stop there for a coffee. And, and, and literally, the Holy Spirit just starts to speak to me about this city. I knew nothing about it. I didn't, I didn't even heard of Bristol. And something exploded in my heart. And I was with a pastor because I was going to preach for him. I said, what's this city? Tell me about the city. He goes, it's just a city. I said, no, you've got to tell me. About, there's something about this. He goes, I don't know. It's just a city. It's, it's I, I don't know. It's one of the cities of, of, of England. He knew nothing about it. But something exploded in my heart. Cut a long, long story short. You know, a year later, we went back there with a friend of mine, Gary Rucci. And I'm speaking in Exeter. And I said to the pastor, can you take me to Bristol? He goes, what do you want to see? I said, I don't know. I just need you to take me to Bristol and take me to the centre of Bristol. He, we went to the centre of Bristol and all of a sudden we were stopped by this homeless person who was, you know, wanting to get some money. So we gave him some, well, we actually didn't give him money. We bought him food. Gary Rucci went off and he, he was near Starbucks. And he was going, come here, come here. I'm thinking all he thinks about is coffee. But little did I know he was standing in front of the John Wesley Chapel. And then I thought, oh man, this thing's got, this thing's got roots. Little did I know that the city was where John Miller was that had the orphanages. And it was like the Holy Spirit was drawing me, cut a long story short, in 2009, my wife and I moved to the UK to plant a church in Bristol. Let me tell you, it was not a career move. It's because the Holy Spirit was leading us. Do you know, everything we've done we don't have, I don't have a PR, I don't have a website. Uh, let me tell you, I'm led by the Holy Spirit. I've gone to Melbourne because the Holy Spirit has led me there. We've moved back to Adelaide because the Holy Spirit had led me there. Young people, let me tell you, the most exciting thing that you will do is hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and be led by the Holy Spirit. He wants you to hear His voice. He wants you to be led by the Holy Spirit. Here's the third thing very, very quickly. He wants to empower you with the gifts of the Spirit. Do you know there's nine gifts of the Holy Spirit? Do you know we need to teach this generation? Can I, can I please appeal to you pastors? Can I, can I appeal to you please? These, these things are so important. We should be teaching young people about John 14, which is about the promise of the Holy Spirit. John 16, which is about the work of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.22, which is about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Do you want to know something? I've tried to discipline myself to have the characteristics of the Holy Spirit and it doesn't work. Do you want to know how to access the fruit of the Holy Spirit? You surrender. Because if you don't, you will strive. My wife put me on a diet years ago, this powder diet. She spent 300 bucks on this powder. And uh, you were supposed to, it was a replacement thing. Now, I didn't know that you're supposed to take the powder with water. I thought it was like milkshakes. Every time I was hungry, I kept having one of these milkshakes. I put on weight. <laughs> and then this thing like turned into cement and it's just sit there. 
eventually, I think I lasted about two weeks. Because you see, I never surrendered to the plan. I was trying to discipline myself. And friends, if you want to access, see, can I say this to you? Discipleship is not primarily about discipline. It's about surrender. And the Holy Spirit will help you to be Christ-like. Because if it was left up to us, forget it. We haven't got hope. That's when religion kicks in. That's when you strive. But if you surrender, say, Holy Spirit, let me take on your characteristics. Patience. Well, let's not talk about patience. Kindness. Goodness. But what about the gifts of the Holy Spirit? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there's nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Prophecy, word of knowledge, healing. And you know what? There's a generation that doesn't even, they're not even aware. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 starts off like this. I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. We need to teach our young people these gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'd love, I tell you, there's something incredibly powerful. I'm so excited that the last speaker here, you're holding a, a prophetic thing. Please, can I, can I get some of you older guys? It's only $30. Can you sponsor some of these young people to go? And some of you might not even understand exactly what's going on, but sit under that anointing. Have you ever seen a young person prophesy? Have you ever seen a young person move in the gifts of the Spirit? And if you think that the gifts of the Spirit are just for these four walls, you've got another thing coming. I, I have seen the Holy Spirit move in the most unusual places. When we moved back to Adelaide, I, we built these two townhouses, which was part of what we were going to do as part of our... <coughs> part of our retirement not that you retire in God I can tell you that and uh, I had to get some cement made you know some cement put around the house and uh, so of course the first thing I do is I, I make I ring someone up and I had I made sure he was Italian because the Italians are the only ones we, we're the only ones who make, know how to make pizza and ravioli and everything like that they're the only ones that know how to make cement we came we saw we concreted and so <laughs> So this guy came, he's a lovely guy, and I loved his spirit. And he said to me, he said, and I had so much trouble, I said, look, he, he said, if you give me the contract, I'm going to be here on time, and I'll get it done for you. He said, I'm going to come on this date. He didn't. It so ticked me off, because it put everything back, fences and everything like that. He got sick. He goes two weeks behind. And then eventually he came and he brought his boys. And they're all sort of framing up and everything like that. And all he wants to do is talk. And he starts talking to me. And as he's talking, I'm hearing, but I ain't listening. Come on, husbands, you know what I'm talking about. My wife does it all the time. She goes, you're not listening to me, are you? I said, I hear what you're saying. I just phase out. He's talking and all I could think of is do my cement. What are you doing? You waste it. Do my cement. Get my cement. Don't talk to me. He's pouring his heart out. And the Holy Spirit said to me, you are not listening. You are so caught up in yourself and your selfishness that you can't even hear what his heart's about. 
all of a sudden I get rebuked. Can, can I say that's how intimate the Holy Spirit wants to be with you? I don't know about you, but that's the sort of relationship I have. It's so exciting. And uh, all of a sudden I start to listen. He's pouring out his heart about his son who's autistic. He said, I've got so many people angry at me. As he's talking to me, I get a word of knowledge, which is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, God starts to speak to me about something he's doing wrong. I said, can I, I said, his name's Ross. I said, Ross, can you just stop for a minute? I said, can I tell you what you're doing wrong? He said, what is it? I said, you, you can't say no. You're a people pleaser. You want everybody to be happy with you. So you say yes to everything and put yourself under so much pressure and then when you can't and you lift people's expectations and then when you can't deliver, they all get angry with you. He he literally took three steps back and go, Who are you? Are you a psychologist? What do you do? How do you know that? Can I tell you it was the gift of the Holy Spirit? Now I meet up with Ross. He's not a Christian yet. But guess what? He calls me his mentor too. I wonder where that relationship's going to end. And that's why I, I think it's so exciting. You see, the gifts of the Spirit were given to you so you could be a witness for Christ. And boy, do I want to see a generation emerge that are so full of the Holy Spirit, that move in the gifts of the Spirit, that begin to do something that is quite amazing. So we're going to pray for a young generation to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I just want to speak to one other generation very quickly, and then we're going to close. Do you know the baby boomers? I'm a baby boomer. The builders, the Gen Xers. There's a generation that's been disillusioned. And I, I feel that God wants to give us a fresh revelation of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've ever read the book of Habakkuk. It's not one of those books that you pick out of the Bible. But you should read the book of Habakkuk. It's really interesting because Habakkuk was a Levite. And there's also indications that he could have been a worship leader. And he lived during one of Judah's critical periods. and was watching all the reforms that King Josiah had instituted to bring health and righteousness. Listen to this for his nation being torn apart with oppression, violent treatment of his people and a righteous legal system collapsing. Does it sound familiar? He was so overwhelmed by his circumstances around him, he's consumed by the injustice and iniquity of evil leaders, he'd lost hope and courage and it seemed like God was silent. God had removed himself from the situation. Habakkuk, starts thinking, what's the use? What's the purpose? No one is listening. No one cares. Even God is silent. Do you know, I, I believe that the baby boomers, the builders that have poured so much in, have become disillusioned. And I tell you what, and we've been filled with the Holy Spirit, but we need a renewing filling of the Spirit of God. And you know what God says to him? Write the vision again. Some of us need to write the vision again because God is repurposing us. Do you know what? God is repurposing me. My whole purpose now 
is to raise up a new generation of leaders. Will you be part of that? I pray that you will. Come on now, stand to your feet. Would you give God a big hand of praise? I I I want us to do this tonight. Young person, if you're under the age of 25, now you might say, how how do I access the Holy Spirit? It's all about surrender. It's about the surrender of your heart, the surrender of your will, and the surrender of your tongue. Have you ever ever wondered why God chose the, the tongue as one of the evidences that you're filled with the Holy Spirit? Ever wondered that? Why didn't he choose something else like eating pizza? I would have been in that. <laughs> to understand it, you've got to read James. Because the Bible says whoever can control the, the tongue is a mature person. And God has chosen the tongue, which is where we speak life or death. And why do we have a problem speaking in tongues if it's a heavenly language? Io parlo italiano, io sono italiano. Se io parlo italiano, voi non avete niente paura di quello? I've just spoken to you in Italian. Do you have a problem with that? I come from Italy. Of course I speak in Italian. If I came from France, I'd speak French. If I came from Germany, I'd speak from Germany. If I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I speak the heavenly language. We need to understand and, and, and remove the fears and the concepts that we have. And so young people, I'd love to know, for those of you that have not received the Holy Spirit, now there, I think there was a young man last night that I, did I speak to you last night, young man? Uh, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? You're not sure? Would you come up the front? Because I want to pray for you. Is that okay? Somebody come up with him. So I want the young people to come. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit and you'd like to be filled with the Holy Spirit, would you come right now? Because I believe God wants to do something in your life right now. Would you do that? Give these people a big hand as they come. Just come, just come over here. Awesome. Awesome. Come on, keep clapping. This is fantastic to see. Keep coming. Come up the front here. Awesome. Awesome. Keep coming. Keep coming. Come on. Keep keep clapping for these young people. Who knows? Who knows what is and who is out here tonight? Who knows who the new apostolic, prophetic, evangelists and wow, isn't that amazing? Now, I want you to sort of make two rows. Can you do that? Uh, just, just make two rows. And I'm going to get, have you got your teams, John? We've got some teams. Um, I, I, I want to get... Um, people that are filled with the Holy Spirit to come and stand behind each one of these. Now, if you're, if you're a little bit dry and you go, you know what, I, I need to be repurposed in God, then would you come and be part of this? Because I believe as you begin to help these young people, something's going to, you're going to catch something too. You're going to catch an incredible desire to begin to move in the things of the Spirit. Now, young people, did I meet you last night? Did I meet your grandparents? I spoke, you are Rodney's daughter. Yeah, I had a word for you, for you. I told your dad years ago. It's good to see you out here. 
You're a little fire rocket, aren't you? You're just a, you're a pocket rocket. Gee, oh dear, oh dear. Come over here, Missy. Now, I need someone. Who can I, John, you've got to give me someone that um, can pray for her that you, can you give me someone? Yeah. She's the lolly lady. She's been giving me lollies. Yeah, can you pray with her too? Yeah, I want you praying. Has everybody got someone? Please, I need someone to stand behind these young people. Now, young people, this is what I want you to do. And, and I'm going to get us all praying, all right? Is that all right? Um, um, who, who's, what's happening here? These, these three girls there. What's happening here? Are you... Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? You have? Could, could you come and help? Particularly you. Yeah, yeah, you. There's something on your life that you need to activate. Now, young people, listen to me. Um, have you all, Hamish, these are most of your young people, are they? Hamish, are these most of your young people? Um, yeah, the mixture? Okay. Now, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ and you'd like to do that, if you've never done that and you haven't recognised or accepted Jesus as your Saviour, that He's redeemed you and you haven't done that, just put your hand up because I want to pray for you. Maybe you all have, which is great. This young man over here, would you like to give your life to Jesus? How old are you? You're 12? Oh, I was 11 come over and I love your hair oh man can I just do that oh. you, I love these young people they are incredible you've never given your life to Jesus you'd like to do that tonight what's your name Tita, Tita. Is, there, is there anybody else that hasn't given their life to Jesus Christ let me tell you your life will never be the same is there anybody else we're going to pray for him I need someone out here. Joey, would you come out here just to pray for Tina? Do you know Joey at all? You know, you come to youth. All right, let, let's pray together. Let's all pray together. I want you to pray after me. I want you to pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you that tonight I acknowledge that you are my Lord and Saviour, that you died on a cross for me. You died for my sins so that I could be reconciled and redeemed to you. I thank you that you love me and that you have a plan and a purpose for my life. I thank you for that tonight. Tonight I give you my life and I make you my Lord and now fill me with the Holy Spirit. I lift my hands to you in surrender. And now, Lord, fill him with the Holy Spirit. Just to begin to speak whatever comes out of your mouth. Just begin to speak. Just pray for him right now. Now, young people, this is the second question I want to ask you. If you haven't made Jesus Christ your Lord, surrendered your whole life, and you'd like to do that tonight, would you put your hand up? Maybe you have, but if you haven't, then would you put your hand up? There's a young man over here. Would you bring him to the front? please. You, you, you've not given your, you've given your life to Jesus, but you haven't made him Lord. Good. Just come over here, young man. How old are you? 19. That's the exact age that I was. 
Wow. That's amazing. Do you know what that means? That you're going to give your life totally for his purpose. You're ready to do that. Fantastic. That's amazing. Are you ready to do that? You haven't got a girlfriend or anything? No, good, because... Is there anybody Is there anybody else... Listen, I'm not mucking around. Is there anybody else that hasn't given their, their life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? This is not an age thing. This is a heart thing. If you have not done this, it'll be the biggest change that you ever... You will connect with the purpose of God. Just over here. Well, you were the one I called out last night. Man, alive. What's your name? Canaan? Give me a hand, mate. My heart went out to you last night. I just felt God loves you so much. And, you know, surrendering your life to Jesus as Lord is going to revolutionise your life. It's going to change your life. I'm going to get you two to kneel. Is that right? Can I have some people (coughs) just come? Let's pray for these two young men. Wow, this is so... This is so fantastic. Holy Spirit, I thank you for these two young men that tonight are surrendering their lives to you. I thank you, God, that tonight they're going to engage with your purpose. The call of God is going to be released in their life. Father, I thank you right now that, Father, that even tonight you're going to begin to speak to them. Father, you're going to open up doors. You're going to open up, uh, Father, ways for them to walk into. Father, I thank you that the surrendering heart as they come and they've surrendered tonight, they're going to know your spirit. They're going to know the voice of your spirit. They're going to know the leading of the spirit. And Father, you're going to use them with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for that in Jesus' precious and holy name. Father, bless them tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Would you stand to your feet? Come on, give them a big, big hand. That is fantastic. Now, come up here. Now, listen, this is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. If you haven't received the Holy Spirit, lift your hands towards heaven. Let me see you. Lift your hands high. If you haven't received the Holy Spirit, okay. This is what we're going to do. We're just going to begin to pray. Okay? And... I want you just to open up your heart and your spirit to God. What's going to happen is God's going to give you His language, okay? But to do that, you have to step in with faith. And I'm going to ask you to do that. All you have to do just for a moment is just not speak in English, but let whatever come out of your mouth come out. And the Holy Spirit will take the rest of it. He'll take control of the rest of it. Is that all right? So come on, lift your hands towards heaven. Everybody lift your hands towards heaven. Are you ready now? Get ready because you're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit right now. Father, I thank you now. Come on, begin to speak. Everybody, just open your mouth and begin to speak in that other language. That's right. That's right. Just open your mouth there. That's the Holy Spirit. Look at this young man. He's just receiving the Holy Spirit right now. She's already received the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you right now. Father, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now. Father, I thank you. That's it. Speak it out. That's it. That's the Holy Spirit. 
That's the Holy Spirit. That's it. All of a sudden, I tell you what, God is, you're going to have a new confidence. You're going to have a new confidence. I want you to lift your head back, sweetheart. See, can I just open your mouth? Just open your mouth. That's it. That's the Holy Spirit. Continue to pray. Just pray. Come on, everybody praying right now. That's it. That's awesome. Just lift your head. Lift your head up, sweetheart. Lift your head up. That's it. Close your eyes. These young people are getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on now. Come on. Just keep speaking for a little bit longer. Sika raba baba 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 baba. Oh raba baba baba. raba baba Something new, something fresh. I thank you. Sika raba hashika raba baba. Sika raba Look at that. Look at that. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Your personality is going to get unlocked. Shika raba baba baba. For the call of God, the call of God is being released in your life right now. Father, I thank you in Jesus' precious name. Now what's happening here, love? What's happening? Hey? Do you feel the presence of God on you? I can sense that. Have you been, have you spoken in tongues before? There's something happening to you in there. Wow, just hang on a minute. Uh, I need someone, yeah. You look like you're a bit of a prayer warrior. Come over here. Just put your hands right there. God's healing her. God's healing you. Can you you just pray right now? Can you please pray? Something is happening. See, you've got to understand something, that in the the midst of this, God is healing people. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, let me tell you, all sorts of things happen. He goes in the very recesses of our heart. He gets in the deep emotions. And something is happening in your spirit right now. Father, I thank you that heaviness, that depression, that fear is coming right off of it. And now, Father, fill her with the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you. Fill her with the Holy Spirit. Come on, everybody. Just begin. Come on. Let's just create an atmosphere. Come on. Unashamedly lift your voice. Come on. Just begin to speak in tongues. Shift something in the spirit tonight. Keep doing it. Keep doing this. Keep stepping out. Don't be fearful. God's just breaking fear off of you. God's breaking fear off of you. God's breaking fear off of you. Father, I thank you right now. Lord, let a new confidence come in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lift your hands, young man. Come on, open that mouth. Something's about, the Holy Spirit's about to just move on you in a fresh way. Just close your eyes. Come on. This is your moment. Grab a hold of it in Jesus' name. 
Wow, God's going to do something through your life. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit right now. Come on, I just want us to keep just, to, don't stop, just keep praying in the Spirit. Keep praying in the Spirit. There's healing, there's healing, there's healing, there's healing, there's healing right now. There's healing right now in Jesus' name. Okay, I want us just to, I want you just to look at me just for a minute, just for a minute. Who felt something happen to them? Put your hand up if you felt something happen. Boy, I, I can't believe how quickly you just engaged with the Holy Spirit. Now, guess what? He's going to start to speak to you, all right? And, and you're going to get to know his voice. Um, you're 19 years old. What do you do? You're a bartender. You pour spirits. Yeah, well, you're going to know a different spirit, I'll tell you that. There's leadership on your life, young man. Tonight is so significant for you because it's the beginning of a journey for God's purpose. And he's going to begin to speak to you and you're going to start to recognize his voice. But I, but I need you. Do you come to the youth group here? Have you do, Just to church? Um, you don't come to youth? Yeah. Sorry? Oh, you're too old. They kick you out. I need someone to mentor this young man. Pastor John, can we can we organise that? Because there's there's something on his life, and can I say this? Please listen. Please hear me. Please hear me. We cannot lose this generation. That the Holy Spirit is hovering, and the Eli's, we have got to help them to understand the voice of the Spirit. And, and you want to know something? Some of you that maybe you've been a, a hanging out for a while and you've been thinking to yourself, well, what's my purpose? Can I tell you what your purpose is? Is to help these young people. Do you, do you know what my ministry is? I've got the John the Baptist ministry. I just prepare the way. It's all I do. It's not about my ministry. It's about preparing the way for a new generation of leaders to emerge because the Holy Spirit is hovering over them. It's just that they need our help. They need our encouragement. They need to know, how, is this God speaking to me? How does God lead me? What are the gifts of the Spirit? And if we can do that, we're going to see a fresh revival happen in this city, in this nation. Do you know this young man? Do you know him? Okay, can I, I, I know Pastor John's going to give you someone, but I, I want you to follow him up. Is that right? John, is it all right if I, if I do that? Is that okay? Can we do that? All right, now, young people, I want you to lift your hands one more time. Guys, have we got a song we're going to sing? I, I, I want you to begin to sing with all your voice, and then, just for a few moments, I don't want you to... I don't want you to sing in English. I want you to just sing whatever song comes out of your mouth. 
I want you to, I'm going to get you to step in a little bit deeper tonight. Is that all right? Because the Holy Spirit is here. And I know how much He loves you and He's got a purpose for your life. So what's the song we've got? What was the last song we sang? Great Are You, Lord. Let's sing that. Are you ready? Come on, everybody, lift your hands towards heaven. Come on, everybody, lift your hands towards heaven. Aren't you excited about this? I don't know about you. I'm excited about this. This is amazing. There's new apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. I was 19 years old. The Holy Spirit got a hold of me. Now, this is what we're going to do, church. We're going to start singing this, and then we're all going to sing in the Spirit. No, no, you think I'm a bit old-fashioned, a little bit crazy. I'm a bit of an agitator. That's all right. Can I unsettle you? Can I unsettle some of your emotions? Can we really become Pentecostal and let the Spirit of God move? I, I want to see this nation. I, I want us to see that this is the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. I don't care what statistics are telling us. This is God's land. This is God's country. And we need to again rise up and be the people of God. Come on, let's sing this song. Come on, and then at a particular time, I'm going to just tell you to sing in the Spirit. Young people, maybe you've never done this before, but begin to sing out of your spirit. God's going to give you a new song. So it's, like, it's like wells of living water are going to come, and you're going to experience something fresh and something new. Come on, let's sing this song. Come on, people are going to get healed. Something's going to happen. Come on, let's break. Come on, let's break through this tonight. Breath. Just sing in the spirit. Let's sing it in the spirit. Sikarabo, sikarabo, sikarababa, sikarabo, sikarabasikarabo. Father, release the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Father, release the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. Father, let your spirit just move afresh. Something's happening in this place. Worship leaders. Father, new songs in the spirit. Something is breaking. Something is breaking in the spirit. Shikaraboho. Lida baba baba sikaraboho. Lidiba. Sikarababa baba sikarababa.
Jesus, come on, lift up his name. Father, fill him with your spirit tonight. Fill him with your spirit tonight. I want to pray for every parent here who has a prodigal child. That you know, I, I felt this today in the Holy Spirit. Uh, can you? I want to believe with you that by Christmas that they're going to be sitting with you in church. I, I tell you something, as I was praying today, I, I just felt that, you know what, that this, can, you, can we believe together? Can we believe, if you have a prodigal, lift your hands towards heaven right now. Let, let me tell you, there's something in the dynamics of the Spirit of God. He, he loves going after prodigals. The Holy Spirit loves going after prodigals. You know, you might have come, there's, there's actually, there's a mother who's come, you've come to the end of the road. You feel like that's it, I've had enough. But I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit has not let go of your child. And, and, and I believe there's going to be such a turnaround and it'll be the work of the Holy Spirit. You're going to know that it's the work of the Holy Spirit. Come on, lift your hands towards heaven. We're going to continue to sing this because I want to tell you, as you lift up the name of Jesus, I want you to begin to lift up the name of Jesus, Jesus over your child. Come on, sing it again. Come on, would you sing it again? I'm going to believe, we're going to believe that they're, they're going to come. This, this Christmas, this Christmas, we call them, we call them, we call them, we call them, we call them back. We call them in Jesus' name. Great are you, Lord. Come on, bring that child. See them in the mind's eye right now. up here. What's your name? Sorry? Chloe? This is Chloe, everybody. How old are you, Chloe? You're 10 years old. I love your hair. It's awesome. Do you come to this church? 
you don't, which church do you go to? Fusion. And what grade are you in? Yeah. You love Jesus? Yeah. You've given your life to Jesus? Want to serve him with all your heart? You know God's got his hand on your life? Did you know that? Uh, You are going to be a person that is going to help a lot of young ladies. As you grow older, a lot of young ladies are going to tell you their problems. Did you know that? And God's going to anoint you with words of knowledge and with prophecy to encourage them. And uh, you're going to see them come to Christ. Did you know that? Just close your eyes, love, because the Holy Spirit is on you right now. Father, I thank you. There's something deep happening in her heart right now. It goes way beyond her years. Holy Spirit, you're going to use her as a soul winner. Lord, she's going to pull people out of darkness. Father, she's going to pull people out of the pit. And Father, I thank you that people are going to come. And Lord, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, there is going to be healing. The anointing of God is like going to be like an oil that as she speaks, it's going to be soothing to the hearts and souls of people that have got, Father, so much anguish in their life. Father, I thank you for her right now. Father, I thank you for that prophetic anointing that's being released in her life right now in Jesus' precious name. Do you speak in, the, do you speak in tongues? Yeah, I want you to do that right now. Come on, everybody with me. Come on. Put your hands out. Father, bring that fresh anointing. Even at this young age, let her be conscious of your presence. Let her be conscious of your presence and of your purpose. Father, speak to her. You're going to hear God's voice very clearly. He's going to speak to you about people. He's going to, he's going to reveal to you things that they're struggling with. And you're going to know the presence of God in such a special, special and deep way. Father, I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I give you a hug? Is that that all right? Good on you, love. Bless you. That's awesome. God bless you. We met tonight and uh, I have loved watching you uh, just drink in of God's Word. You've got a real hunger for God. And I know your parents are pastors and, and things like that and... But you've had to find your own way. You've got your own relationship with God. Oh, man, you've got such a deep heart. All of a sudden, you sense that. That's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Get ready. You have got a desire to reach out to people. Because you've cried out to me, says the Lord, I am going to answer your prayers. You have desired to be used of me. And tonight I'm going to release the gifts of the Spirit in with you that you are not even aware of. For surely you're going to hear my voice so much clearer. For I'm going to speak to you. You're going to be in situations where I will speak very deeply to you. You're going to be in conversations and all of a sudden you're going to hear the word of the Lord for a person. That prophetic anointing is going to be released on your life. And you're going to know the anointing of the Holy Ghost in such a fresh... And you and when you speak, it's going to break the yoke. It's going to break bondage. People are going to come to you and I just see the Spirit of God. There's a desire to preach. 
there's a desire to prophesy. And it's not for your own gain. It's because you love God and you love people. And Father, I thank you tonight that you are unlocking something deep in his spirit, so deep in his spirit, it's going to be like a flood. You're never going to be the same again. Lift your hands towards heaven. Shikara means total surrender. Sikara buho shakara baha sika. Siri baha rabuho sikaraba. The spirit talks to spirit. Deep calls to deep. You're gonna know the deep things of the spirit. New revelation as you read my word. You're gonna get fresh revelation. I'm lifting. I'm lifting. I'm lifting things off your mind. Lifting things off your mind. You're going to know the freedom of the Holy Spirit. She, come on, give God a hand of praise tonight. You know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to hang around if that's all right, John. Uh, we're going to close the meeting uh, because I just feel uh, I want to pray. I want to continue to pray. See, the, the trouble is we rush things. And uh, I, I, there's, there's, there's too much stuff happening here tonight. Um, and I, I don't believe the Holy Spirit's finished. Is, is that all right if we do that? And um, if you want to... I'm, look, I'm nobody special. I'm just an Italian kid who got filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is my Lord. And um, I, I just want to help people. I want to help them find their destiny in God. And if you want me to pray for you, I'd, I'd love to pray for you. doesn't matter how long I'll stay here, I'll stay. You might catch my cold. It's part of it. Uh, but there's something happening here tonight, and I don't want to break it. And there's some of you that are sitting out there that need to come out and just get prayer. Is that all right? Pastor Steve, would you come and close this meeting uh, in whichever way you think is possible? Is that all right? Can I just say this to you? Listen, I said to Hamish, we have to, listen, I don't think you understand what happens when you speak in tongues. I want to encourage you, listen, at least 15 minutes, watch what happens to your life. Watch what happens to your life. You know that scripture says that those that wait upon the Lord will renew their, their strength. You know, when you speak in tongues, you, it, it, you come out of your own emotional life. Our emotions are so powerful, but you don't want your emotions can to control your life. You want to be spirit-controlled, spirit-led. And I have been absolutely challenged by the Holy Spirit saying, and He's been saying to me, get back to basics, get back to my presence. And I'm just like you. But there's something that's happening in me. I, I, over the last couple of months, as I've been pressing into God, something, it, it's like God's repurposing me. And it's not because all of a sudden I've become smart or anything. It's because I'm pressing into the Holy Spirit. This is what this revival week is about. Listen, keep pressing in. So in for the next, come tomorrow night. Come to hear Jack. 
come to hear the next prophetic ministry. It's, it's by no coincidence that they are coming. You want to change this city? I want to see cities changed. Come on. Come on. We're, we, we are Holy Spirit people. Let me tell you. There's Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, there's nothing, there's nothing that transforms a life that the, when they have been, when they have an encounter with Jesus and when they have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. On the road of Damascus, the Apostle Paul's life will change and I'm looking for some of those changes in the Holy Ghost. Come on, give God a hand of praise. Thank you for having me. Uh, I've absolutely loved it.